Why don't you purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? And welcome to Enter VR. My name is Chris Miranda, and today I'm joined by uh, Tom Seidel. And Tom works for iMirror. Hey, Tom, thanks for joining me today. Hi, Chris. Hey, so so let's get this thing out of the way. What what do you what is iMirror first of all, and what do you do for them? iMirror. I was really the founder of iMirror and the the chief designer that came up with the the mirror shape. And what we've done with the company is we've tried to use some existing technology that's have been out there to use mirrors to create panoramic photography. But um, up till now, well, up really till the release of the GoPro Black. There hasn't been really enough resolution to shoot 360 video from just one camera. So this is what we're really focused on and is our um, our leading product at the moment is putting their mirror in front of a GoPro camera in a product we call the GP360, mm-hmm. uh, where we can actually shoot with this amazing resolution that the GoPro Black can deliver. We've actually tweaked the firmware on the Black now so we get a square which is what you need to shoot at for when you're using mirrors of 3,040 pixels by 3,040 pixels at 22 frames a second, which we're very impressed with and uh, produces pretty much near full screen video now. Wow. And so about this GoPro camera, it, it was the resolution that made it possible for you guys to, to implement it with the mirrors or was there something else about the camera? I mean, it's mainly it's mainly the resolution. Of course, it's great that it's a versatile, small little camera, so you can mount it on your head or mount it on a mount it on windsurfing mast, or you know, you can mount it pretty much wherever. But really, the resolution for for that money, if you wanna, well, there isn't really a camera that can shoot uh, in that. Because if we wanted to get this without tweaking the firmware from a standard camera, we'd have to shoot with a camera that's got eight times HD which I think maybe only the top of the range red can kind of pull that amount of resolution. And that's, uh, I don't know, $20,000 plus. Mm. So it's really the the crazy resolution we can get out of it. I mean, typically before with standard resolution HD video cameras, you're always basically, you've got to shoot in a square. So you're only getting really a thousand pixels by a thousand pixels out of a standard HD camera. But with the, with the black with this, we're, so we're getting the 3,003, 3000 so it's pretty much nine times the resolution you get with a standard hd camera so just to take a, a quick step back um the eye mirror what it essentially is it is a, a a device that enables consumers if if i'm not mistaken the the average person to shoot 360 degree video um u- utilizing a gopro camera or a dslr or am I, anything else? What what other cameras can they use besides these two? Yeah. I mean, you can use pretty much every camera out there. Micro Four Thirds, you've got a little mount for, for digital SLRs. It will screw straight onto the front of your standard 1855 lens. And even with, we've got an underwater version, which will work with underwater compact cameras. That's something called a wet lens, which um, is really good for underwater filming. And uh, I mean, we're really excited as well about the the way that the camera market is shifting. We expect in uh, Q1 2014 to be a lot of consumer quad HD and uh, quad HD digital SLR 
cameras out there. So if people are worried about that their current digital SLR camera doesn't have enough video resolution, then uh, come January, February, the, the same model will still work on your higher resolution, uh, your Quad HD cameras as well. And obviously, there's still, don't forget, with the with digital SLRs, you've got the, the ease of being able to just shoot a 360 still image at a very, whatever resolution your camera will do. So it's a great, uh, uh, a very easy device to make still images with as well. Cool. That's very cool. So this wouldn't be the podcast about everything virtual reality if we didn't talk about the Oculus Rift and virtual reality, right? And That's so, what we like. <laughs> yeah. So then, so you so you take your 360 video. Um, I, let's say I go out for a you know I put a GoPro camera on, on my bicycle helmet and I go for a ride in down downtown San Francisco and I get you know a a a, a you know a video a cool video of myself going down downtown. Um, so then. The content creation is there. The content content consumption. I, I I see that. What are the different avenues? There's definitely the Oculus Rift. I saw that you can use the Oculus Rift to, to look around in 360. But what other what other avenues are there for people to consume this new form of media? Uh, you're talking about how how can they view it basically? Sure. Oculus Rift. Um, I've got the option to view on iPad as an Android as well, so sorry to view on iOS and Android as well. And we've got a, a little demo on our Kickstarter where we use um, uh, we've hooked up a, a wireless Android device to a TV, which uh, quite a few smart TVs will now immediately mirror what you've got on your tablet. But um, you know what, what we're really excited about is the the Oculus. Getting uh, as soon as you've got the the video inside the Oculus, of course, you can look around in every direction, and that is obviously the ultimate way to view it at the moment because it really is like you're, you're, you'll be there riding that same bicycle again. And we've done some very clever, though it is a monoscopic device, we've done some very clever uh, manipulation of the image which produced a very realistic, I mean, we're surprised how good it actually is of a very realistic 3D image that we get from the, the camera. So we actually, in theory, we double the resolution we get by using computer manipulation to split up to re to recreate the video that you see in your other eye. So it's not a case of stretching the video, but we end up with a two times Quad HD resolution, well, Quad HD per eye, that the Oculus can sample. Obviously, the Oculus can't display that in one go, but it, it, it looks around at that part of the image of the Quad HD video, if I'm making sense, because you're only ever looking at a small part of the image uh, at one time in the Oculus. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And what is the uh, uh, the frame rate at this point? We The video is recorded at 22 frames a second, but the viewer that the Oculus is, our viewer that the Oculus is using is actually sampling the video at 60 frames a second. Mm -hmm. So that is the, the crucial thing. Um, the... With the Oculus, obviously, you need high frame rate because if you move your head quickly and you've got a low frame rate, then as you move, it will jitter along and go jump, 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 and you'll see the image jump along. But what, we did, what we've managed to do is to get smooth panning of this image, which we're actually sampling at 60 frames a second. Uh, so we get a very smooth image, and you, you wouldn't be able to notice it that the original video is 22 frames a second. I mean, uh, obviously, all, all, most film video is shot at 24 frames a second and you really 
the average person won't be able to notice the difference between the two frame rates. I can't even notice the difference. And I've been working with video now for the last 15, 15, 18 years. Right. And so, you know, I, I think about Oculus and, and your device, your camera sort of device. What, what would you call it, by the way? Is it like a, a camera peripheral or is it a, how do you, sorry, I, I know it's such a, uh, fundamental question but how do you uh call the eye mirror what is it uh we just uh, i mean if you because you've really got to look at the the product as a whole when you've got the, the yeah. gopro back in there and we, we're just calling it a uh what was the last thing i called it when i was pushed to it i think i just called it a 360 video recording device i think or i've, I've even called it the first uh video recorder uh for the Oculus is a, another phrase I've used. I mean, it's the, the first one that's been able to have enough resolution to be able to spin all the way around and actually get a good, clear, detailed image rather than trying to spread the pixels around and produce a blurry image. So then, so 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 the dream for me is uh, eventually, because of what, what I think it's going to take for Oculus to succeed is for content to be available for the Rift, right? And I think that... You know, it, you yeah, you could have developers, and you have you can have um, you know talented, creative programmers out there making games and experiences. But what about the users and consumers themselves? And and this is where I think you can have, or you know, people will be able to build the YouTube of uh, virtual reality, and it'll be using eye mirror cameras, and it'll and the, and the media consumption device will be the Oculus Rift, and you'll have this parallel. I, f I feel like it, it'll have this, you'll have this parallel symbiotic relationship between Oculus and iMirror because iMirror is a thing you, you shoot these, you shoot these awesome new forms of videos. I mean, I'm just thinking about like the things people will be able to do with, you know, 360 video, anything from documentaries to, you know, journalism to, you know, all, I mean, it just, the, I feel like you guys have are or are on the path of revolutionizing film and how we use and view film. Where do you see yourself personally and and and, and as a company like going forward? For sure, I mean it, we see it as really it's a great way to record your memories and relive them. I mean you can go. I mean I shot some video kind of uh, when we first did the the firmware hack on the the GoPro Black. I shot some video probably two or three months ago and then i eventually got around to playing this old video in the oculus and it was amazing how you know it brings back the memories of exactly what you're feeling you know you've got all the sounds going on and you're spinning around i mean you can get a certain feel of that from just a normal 2d video but when you, you know you put the head mount display on it it really shocks back the the memory you had when you were filming at, at that location and what you were doing it kind of really brings it back to life so yeah, it's definitely the the next step in um, filmography. I think is 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 taking it to. I mean, I, I see it as the it's the next step between black and white on color TV, or even I'd go as far as to say it's the a similar step from radio to television, mm -hmm. as bringing uh, uh, taking you one step closer to reality. Right, and you know, there's uh, I, yeah, you guys are on are, are onto something because uh, I, I I there's a quote I from. Steven Spielberg that I, I, I've quoted in the past where uh, Spielberg was talking about the, what film and, and, and movies will be like in the next, what, you know, century. And 
we he he was saying like you, you know we've been in this we've been stuck on this paradigm where we where we've been looking at squares flat squares 10 feet 6 feet you know 20 feet away from us and it's not good enough anymore i i i don't think it's good enough and so sure. what spielberg is saying is like you know the next thing is going to be you need you're going to have to surround the your customer the the, the your audience by, by the experience they will have to be inside the experience I, and you yeah again this is a, a perfect way to see uh, a movement of crowdsource uh sort of content going out for the oculus rift what are your critics saying the skeptics what what what, what is uh being said in in that direction from that direction i don't know we've just had a, a really warm Welcome. I mean, uh, pre the mirrors. I mean, in the past, mirrors have got a bit of a hard time of it, just purely down to the low resolution. I remember when I when I started designing mirrors, we were really excited about a, a still camera that could do four megapixel photos back. I was at the Nikon eight eight seven hundred or something something like that, and we were really excited about it. And it was cost me fifteen hundred dollars to do, yeah. and. I mean, back then, four megapixels for a single photo was, you know, it was it was pushing it with the with the quality compared to taking a whole multiple series of images. But now we've got this this resolution to play with. I mean, there's still a few naysayers that say. Recently on Facebook, one guy was saying mirrors par, and then some some other guy chirped in and said, "Look, the mirror mirror technology has now changed. Now we've got this big resolution, especially with the black." then uh yeah it makes it a game changer for the, for this kind of technology i mean it's really i've been waiting i mean i've been designed designing this stuff these mirrors now for you know 15 18 years and now this is the the technology i've been waiting for i remember speaking to a kodak guy again 15 years ago and he said it's going to be about 10 years before the commercially available sensors that that do what you want but at an affordable price And, you know, if you've already got a GoPro Black uh, yourself, you know, our mirror, we're looking at around about, oh, I should have brushed up and checked my prices beforehand, but you're looking around about uh, $300, $350 off the top of my head, and that will get you everything you need to do, including software, to be able to display the video in your Oculus Rift or display it on your iPad or display it on your PC, or, you know, to share the link with your friends just on a, in a web browser. It's going to be cool. Wow. Huh. Yeah, it's uh so you know what I, you when you're when you're telling me your story about mirrors and how uh, it feels like there's a, a, another a, a parallel between the story of of mirrors and virtual reality itself like you know um you're saying how you know yeah it's going to take 10 years um before mirror technology gets there. I feel like people have been saying that about virtual reality for a while especially in the 90s when they first try to get an entry. Um So that's interesting, yeah. And so, what is it that's enabled oh, this technology to be here now? What what is what are the factors that that contribute to it being yeah available? I mean, mainly, I mean, number. I mean, there's a few factors. Number one is just the resolution of the video again from the GoPro Black. But the other thing, what we've done is. Uh, secondly, this is the third generation formula we're using to, to produce the, the mirror shape. So now we've kind of got it down really fine where we can get a very sharp image through the whole uh, picture, which is quite hard to do. 
and we managed to do this with something called radial manipulation technology. And also the, the other driving force is we're using a new manufacturing technique on the, the mirror itself, which had never been used before. And previously, you know, it's very easy to make these small mirrors if you've got, if you've got a production cost of $1,000 each. But it's really hard to make them um, uh, low cost yet keep that level of quality. I mean, we've not made a like a cheap plastic mirror in this. We're using a totally new new technique which we've designed ourselves, and we've worked closely with a manufacturing partner, and that allows and allows us to actually make it very high quality, even higher quality than glass, which was typically used before. And uh, I mean, that's the other step. We can we can produce these quite cheap, but with no compromising quality, which is uh, hard to do. So yeah, so so when after you guys are successful with your Kickstarter, um, what will be the price points that you guys will be that you guys are looking at to charge people for for this awesome device? Yeah. So the, the pricing for our units will be for the digital SLR will be four hundred and fifty three dollars. Um, for the GoPro Silver or the GoPro Two which is, um, and that also includes the GoPro Silver 3 and GoPro Silver 3 Plus, you don't actually need to change the lens on your GoPro camera. So you can use the existing one. So if you've got one of those cameras, you're only looking at $249. For the GoPro Black, we've designed a special custom lens that goes actually inside the GoPro camera, which uh, is of super high quality, but ended up being a bit expensive to produce. But uh, with that, you're still looking for $448 will get you everything you need, excluding your GoPro black camera. And if you want us to change the lens on the GoPro black for you and um, so you're a complete ready-to-go package, that's $897. And that will include all the software you need. It will... So all the software you need to get your tours online, we've got a YouTube-style website where you can easily share your video and um, it includes everything you need to get going. And there's a very, for those of you that are worried about changing the lens on your GoPro Black, it's a very easy thing to do. And our lens is uh, super high quality, so you've actually got the added bonus if you want to shoot with video without the fisheye effect, you can use our lens and it's very easy to swap them over yet using our lens for a normal non-360 video you can do as well if you remove the mirror and it's a very easy process to do you actually just heat the gopro with a hairdryer and don't worry they can handle a lot of heat and then the the front lens becomes very loose and you can just unscrew it with a pair of pliers or actually hope to be supplying a special uh, tool which will basically be a set of plastic pliers so you can't uh, scratch the lens but it's a very easy process to to remove the lens we've got a instructional video on how to do it and it's only about a a five minute job you don't actually need a screwdriver you just need a hairdryer and a pair of pliers ah very cool and so and so let's say i go out i take my video then like you said uh i upload my video to my computer and then what I would do is I would go on iMirror website and you guys would do the formatting and all the processing for me or is the video ready to go to, you know, once it's out of the camera? How does, how does that work? Actually, that's a very good point you bring up. What we've done uh, previously, what you had to do was 
process this what we call the donut image which is this circular image we get from the video you'd had to process it to a long equirectangular which is basically a rectangular panoramic shot and then play that in a viewer but what we've managed to do with our viewer is the video can uh, be processed straight away from this circular style image in the viewer to this to seeing it in an image you can spin around and look at straight away in a number of seconds i mean before for a five-minute video, you could be looking at uh, a five-hour processing time just before you can look look at the video. But with our viewer, you're actually playing the the video file straight, the the MP4 file straight from the GoPro camera. So it's a super quick process to do it, and that's what how we can easily host uh, your video online. And in those prices I mentioned to you earlier, we also include the video, the viewer yourself, so you can go and run that viewer on your own website so you're not tied to us in any way if you're a bit more tech savvy and want to do it that way yeah. and likewise with the with the oculus viewer again it will be able to play the raw donut image so you won't be able have to do any long processing it straight away you can get home save your files from your gopro to your computer load those into the viewer and bang you can straight away see see what was going on very cool so Wow. So let's 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 step back and tell me about your story. How did you uh, wind yourself with such a cool gig? Like you're, you know, I, 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 you, you live in Hawaii and you're uh, working for iMare. What is what is how did you wind up on this awesome path that life is taking you in? Well, uh, I mean, I started doing uh, these mirrors probably about 18 years ago, 19 years ago. And then I started actually designing them myself around about 15 or 16 years ago, and we were doing big uh, high-end commercial applications um, for, and they're very expensive. We were charging over uh, over $1,000 each for a good unit. And um, I thought, I've always had in the back of my mind, and these were mainly for, for still images, and I was always in the back of my mind was this, this thing is gonna be so cool for video when, when video cameras eventually get their act together. And I've always tried, I've tried with uh, uh, machine vision cameras, which are very small, but very expensive cameras that can do uh, quite a, we were, we were shooting with those at 2,000, 2,000 pixels by at uh, 15 frames a second. And that, that I could see the potential of the market, but these were costing $4,000 each to make. And then we were plodding along and then saw the specifications for the GoPro black that were going to be released and we thought this is the the camera to really target and um i left the the i got bored out of my the original company i set up producing mirrors and with that m money i've stuck it all into this new new company really focusing on this small portable mirror and uh what a better place than to pitch your office in hawaii as i like to like to windsurf and kite surf and uh, I'm just starting to learn surfing, but I suck at it at the moment. <laughs> but uh, living in London, where I had the original company, it, uh, the, the only place to windsurf was some dodgy old reservoir, and it was always raining and horrible. And it's a bit nicer to, to be windsurfing out here in Maui. I, I would imagine. That's awesome. What an awesome story. And, and so, you know have people what what sorts of people have approached you guys with with ideas opportunities or uh questions um i know i noticed on your kickstarter you have uh 
the uh, I don't want to give false information, but he works for Discovery, right? And he was really oh. interested on the iMirror. Yeah, Dan Dan Burden, who's uh, basically my 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 business partner, only business partner at the moment. He owns shares in the company. He's a um, a um, uh, what's his term at Discovery Channel? He's a director of photography for Discovery Channel. He's done work for the BBC, designing underwater housings, wow. and he's been a, he's been a great asset in putting together the housing for the for the GoPro and making sure it's all waterproof and he's he's actually dived with it down to 50 meters wow. which is pretty deep and the the thing held up pretty the GP360 held up really well and he's been a, yeah, a really great asset to and he's been very knowledgeable when it comes to to video cameras as well and what what's going on in the market and what to look out for and uh, he was one of the people that really that that got on board with me and said, hey, we've got to really push this GoPro black thing. It's, it's really going to go. So mm. so without him, the, the design definitely wouldn't, wouldn't be as good. Very cool. And so I, I see for this camera, I mean, I, this could change security, like security cameras forever. Like I have and, and uh, wildlife documentaries just reporting i mean the things you the all the i just i just trying to imagine like now all the things that cameras regular cameras today miss you know you're you're taking a photo a snapshot of a, a particular place and with a 360 camera you everything that you miss behind you you, you can now go back and rever, rewind and, and look at that what you missed that's a that's a very for me that's a very compelling uh, amazing ability now with this yeah. technology so yeah, you just you just you just reminded me of uh basically we had a, we were filming with some underwater scooters which you might have seen on the on the website we just done some new footage and there's this big seal coming over the shoulder of the the cameraman and he didn't see it at all and then he you know he saw it at the last minute and kind of uh was like oh wow and then kind of tried to follow it and it swam off in the distance but of course on the on the 360 video we managed to see what he was doing i mean you know we totally caught, caught the shot or otherwise it would have it would have been totally missed yeah that's but yeah it, it's, it's so much it's so handy when you're in shots where you haven't got your hand on the camera like when i had it on my windsurf and you know you're going down a wave and you don't want to see just the shot out in front of you you want to spin it around and see the wave following your look across at your friend riding the same wave and you know it just uh it just opens up so much more where you haven't got a chance to ba basically turn the camera to where you want yeah that's yeah it's yeah, it truly is amazing i i, I want to get my hands on one so badly um so quick question about oculus and, and and using the oculus inside the the 360 video so with the oculus you can look in every can you look in every direction can you look up and still see video can you look down and still see video what what we've done to simulate that because we actually see 102 degrees vertically at the moment so we're not okay. capturing everything uh in total 360 360 but what mm. we found is the the sky <clears throat> you're typically when you're viewing the oculus you'll tend to look up a little bit but you won't tend to look straight down at the floor maybe once or twice you're typically looking at the action yep. as you know in everyday life uh, when 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 are you pointing straight up but what we've found is we we stretch the image a slight bit vertically so we cheat and get about 60 degrees up and down so that's 120 degrees total mm. and then we fake the the top 
uh, part of the image by inverting the top part and stretching it. So typically, you know, you've got a blue sky straight up if you're out and about and we flip that top bit and then blend it in. So we actually kind of creating uh, a fake bit of sky. And if it if it's sky, if you've got something clear above you, it's very hard to notice unless you look right up vertically. And what we found is looking down, there tends to be more detail when you look down. So over the spot where essentially the camera sits, what we've done is created a, a kind of computer simulation of a metal dome that sits at the bottom that's got a reflection in it. So when you look down, it actually looks like part of the scene rather than just a black hole. So so it's not a, I mean, it's not total 360 by 180, but we're getting close to it. And, you know, in your average everyday viewing where you're, where you're just, uh, you know, if you're snowboarding or something like that, the sky is always going to be blue and you're going you know, to see out in front of you and you want to be looking out in front of you then straight down at your, down at the floor or there's, you're going to, you're going to start feeling uneasy or the fact you're going to crash into something or something. Yeah. So even though it's not that. And also one of the advantage of this is that we concentrate the pixels that you see into the most important area that you're most looking at. If we spread those pixels over an entire 360, 180 view, you know, you're very look, hardly looking up at the sky, but then those, that would take away the, the detail you get from looking straight ahead, which is the most important thing. So I so I completely understand this is day zero for for your technology and, and I and I and I love the fact that you're heading and you're working towards uh, potentially one day being able to provide a provide the consumers with with that whole bubble like experience. Um, but but I I'm I'm on board regardless with what you have right now so far. It's uh, it looks amazing about depth perception. Is that something that can be worked with hardware or do you think there's there's a solution with software that might be able to trick us into giving us depth perception in 3D? Yes, I mean, we've got a re really realistic uh, 3D simulation going on where we use, um, I can't go into too much detail how, how we do it, but sure. basically we simulated a, uh, a rig where we had 20 cameras, which create created a virtual 360 image just to just to see what the ideal uh the ideal setup would be and then we used our computer simulation to try and model this uh a 20 camera setup and it's amazing how close we get because you really need a, a whole ton of cameras to get a, a really good 3d 360 image out of it and the the simulation we modeled is surprisingly accurate then uh, i mean it's yeah, the, the 3D, I mean, seeing is believing, but the, we're really surprised and we don't fully understand how how our algorithm is working so well. But the, the depth we've got there, it's, it's very hard to see. And it's not typically uh, fake 3D where everything that's cut out. It's got amazingly kind of a depth to the, the 3D objects you see in the film. That's amazing. That's that's really cool. And so would, that, would this be integrated somehow sometime in the future do you think or uh we have it uh basically working now on a uh a test rig where we basically process it in some standalone software mm -hmm. but for launch which we expect in uh, january then we expect to be able to just we're playing the donut image now in monoscopic 
in the in the player direct without processing but we uh it's a small step to to implement our algorithm to do it in real time so so then we're playing playing it in real time but just to be clear now at the moment what we've done is managed to process this and we're seeing this 3d simulation now in our in our player but it's not real-time processing today but we expect in two or three weeks it'll be done in real time and um if you get on and sign up on our newsletter which mm -hmm. is at the bottom of our website mm -hmm. then we hope to have some demos for you oculus people to actually be able to view oh, within perfect. the next uh, week or so so you'll be actually actually able to see this uh 3d simulation rather than just hear me talk about it that i can't wait that sounds awesome yeah that you've blown my mind because i that was the thing that was the thing that i was like ah, i hope you you guys are on that I, i i really can't wait for um the success of your camera and your software because that's so who's your target audience right now i've, I've noticed it's the sports enthusiast um but uh are you are you going after different markets like the soccer mom the school teacher the enterprise other businesses what are you what are you guys trying to target at I mean, we really don't know right now what the user base is for. I mean, there's going to be so many people doing so many different things with this device. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. Obviously, the the markets that stand out is the typical GoPro market, which is the, you know, sports, action sports market. But I'm sure there's just a, a whole ton of applications we haven't thought of. You know, filming your family's wedding, you just stick the camera in the middle on the table and you're going to get uh, everyone's response. Uh, you know, there's just, uh, that was just off the top of my head, but there's just so many, so many possibilities. Yeah, no, they are. There are. Um, and you guys seem like you're on your way to be very successful, and I, I wish you the best of luck, The you know, the most... Uh, Um, you have my dollars. Uh, you you right. and and you've earned my support and all that good stuff because, yeah, I see you and your company and the iMir being uh, very important to Oculus um, and Oculus consumers in the future. We know we don't know how long that's gonna take. Hopefully, uh, it'll start kicking off in January with you guys, but. Um, It, I really, really can't wait to, uh, to to see what you guys will come up with a year from now, what you'll have built a year from right. now. Yeah, and, uh, right, and right. Thanks, thanks a lot, Chris, for taking the time to interview us. And um, don't forget, people out there, if we reach our $200,000 goal, then we're going to be giving away our Oculus software viewer for free. And uh, we really hope we can you can help us and really help us push it, push it along. We've got a another probably about another 18 days left by the time you're listening to this uh we finish on january the 5th but come on and find us on kickstarter just search for i mirror that's e-y-e uh, next word mirror and uh, our product will come up on there well that was uh thomas seidel from uh, i mirror thank you so much for your time tom all right thanks a lot chris So that was my interview with uh, Thomas Saito from uh, iMirror. Th uh, Thomas forgot to Tom forgot to mention something really quick. Um, if you are really interested in getting uh, or, or supporting iMirror, uh, the cameras are on Kickstarter um, at a 20 to 15 percent uh, cheaper rate than if you bought them 
uh, as consumer models. So if you would like to get yourself an awesome iMirror camera and score yourself a bargain, um, head over to Kickstarter before they uh, run out and before the campaign ends on January 5th, 2014. Thank you again for listening to Enter VR. My name is Chris Miranda, and you guys have an awesome day.